You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. Blog Talk Radio. Shows and that's just 
user preference, I guess. I'm tired of the the same old, same old. You know, you get these people that call up that are experts on the subject, experts on this and experts on that, and they tend to call on the shows and talk about themselves and talk about what they've done and what they've seen and what they think and what they feel and talk about the same old thing over and over and over again. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I am tired of that. I am just sick to death of hearing the same thing. There's so much more at stake in this country, so many things going on out there, so many problems, so many issues demand we the people to respond and to address them. And it's time to start opening up people that matter most, regular, everyday people like you. That is what I want to talk to. That's the demographic or the base, if you will, of who I care to hear from. And that's all of you because we're one and the same. I'm somebody that was a victim of the economy, so to speak, you know, going to work one day after half years, get told, oh, your position has been eliminated. No reason, no rhyme, no reason, no nothing. You know, this man, gone, just like that. You know, a lot of the things that I've done, and Andy will be able to also, you know, pretty much back this up, is because of the choice that we took in 2007 to go out there and start protesting the illegal alien invasion, things like that. You get news coverage, and obviously, it's not always news coverage now, is it? Oh, 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 oh. Hold on one second, everybody. Got a gotta welcome. How do I answer? <laughs> Andy, are you there? Okay. Mr. Andrew Woodring. Trying to answer the phone here on Blog Talk and uh, <laughs> not exactly knowing how to do that. Andy, are you on? Okay. That wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Caller? Some things aren't as easy in the premium in the premium thing. I'm trying to figure out how to answer the phone. So Andy, call back. And anybody else? I'm sorry. Um, that kind of. I can't find the answer button, Andy. Call in and be heard eventually. Let's see. Let's try again. Hands up. Andy, are you there? Wow. Andrew Woodring, are you online? Andy? Wow. This is different. It truly is different. I got to admit. Let's see. Andrew Woodring, are you there? Well, obviously there's some technical difficulties i got to work out here, don't I? That's not good. I don't know how to answer the phone. (laughs) Yes, welcome to the experiment. I was going for more professional feel here, but obviously having a little bit of issues with that. Hello? Andy, you are live. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's going on, everybody? Way to figure out how to answer the phone, Dan. That's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was easier in the free in the free setup thing. I I gotta admit, I don't know <laughs> why that happened. And to the caller that also tried calling in, I'm I'm sorry. I accidentally hung up on you. That was not intentional. I have no reason. To do that. <laughs> Welcome, well, Tremble. I can see we're starting off on a very professional note. Well, you know, nothing but the best. <laughs> nice. Sorry, so, I'm, I'm a few minutes late. I was I was finishing up uh, the other show that I got on Blog Talk Radio, the Jackal Brothers. Check us out, 6.30 to 7 uh, tomorrow. There you go. Needs a little plug. <laughs> I, already gave you, I already gave you the plug, brother. I already hooked oh, up. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know, I didn't know I was on the show. <laughs> but regardless, how's it going, Dan? It's going well. I'm a little excited about this. It's a different format for us, obviously. You know, we've we've both done the whole free experiment and uh, tried it out on Blog Talk. And I think you could agree. I like the fact that Blog Talk Ready gives us a different audience base, gets out there to different people. And Absolutely. I, yeah, it opens us up to a whole different realm of listener. I mean, we don't know how many people are listening, obviously. We won't know until after the fact, which is how Blog Talk rolls. But nevertheless, it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And like and I was you can archive listening, it. it's it's just a good time. Yeah. You know, we're on demand and we control our own switchboard, which is nice. You know, because yeah. as, no producers. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which can be a good thing. Because that gets a little old yeah. quickly. You know, yeah, when we, they talk for forty five minutes <laughs> of your hour show. <laughs> now, Andy. <laughs> Well, for those people out there, because I see some people in the chat room that have checked us out before, Trim Lake, got to say hello to you, sir. It's been a while. Um, obviously, we've been off the air, at least Voice of the People has been for quite some time, and had a lot of things to, you know, go through with life and things like that. And, you know, there's there's no good excuse other than sometimes things just happen, and sometimes it takes being away for a little bit to to realize just how passionate you are about something and how much you care about something and how much you really want to get back to something. And, you know, here we are. And right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the fact that, you know, people out there give us the chance, you know, and actually take the time to, to look what we have to say because we're just two people ranting. And really, mm-hmm. you know, who are we, you know? But nevertheless, can you hear me? Okay, Andy. Yeah, I'm all right. Can you uh, hear me okay? Yeah, you're coming in so clear. Like I like I said, I was trying to figure out this whole uh, this whole Skype call thing and trying to do something a little bit different to make it sound a little bit better. Obviously, I bombed that with a little technical difficulties. Hey, now I had to answer <laughs> hey, phones. it's the first show. What can you do? <laughs> yeah, I know. You sound like quite the pros. So, something I was I was starting to talk about beforehand, which, by the way, that of course for those. That was Metallica's Don't Turn On Me as our intro music. A little bit loud, but oh so fun. And oh so appropriate for the environment and the mood, if you will, of 98% of the people in this country. So I I think it was appropriate. And you'll be hearing some more musings later from us because that's just what we do. This is fun for us. But anyway, I was talking about four. Something I'm sure you can relate to is what it's like to go out there and make the decision to stand up for something to to take on an issue that's deemed a little controversial 
and deal with the media constantly bashing us and calling us names and, you know, the death threats and persistent slander, things like that. You know, hang on a second, Andy. We have another caller here I want to bring in. Okay? Okay. Go right ahead. Caller, you're on. Hi. How are you doing? All right. Who's this? (laughs) Um, My name is Ivy. I'm one of your uh, on Facebook friends. Oh, hello. How are you, man? I am pretty good. Just so everybody is uh, aware, Andy as well. This is Ivy. I don't know your last name. I do apologize. It's Andy. Oh, there you go. And (laughs) I'm sorry. Your husband's currently serving overseas in Afghanistan, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's a Marine. He's like a corporal. Well, I think I said this the other day in a message, and I want to reiterate this publicly for everybody to hear. Thank you for your service to your country, and thank you for his as well, because I think that it's a strong, a strong, strong person to stand by a loved one serving this country, and an even stronger person as well to make the decision to volunteer to protect this country, protect our rights, and preserve our liberty. So, thank you. So, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he would say he would say that it's it's his job, it's his calling. Uh, you know, it's no big deal. He he wants to be over there to fight the good fight for us. Well, you know, that's he'd rather be over there than here us uh, having to fight like England and all those other countries that you know get things blown up over there. <laughs> you know, from the terrorists and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, most definitely. But you know, it, it is it is rough on families, and I know you know a lot of people out there that listen probably don't know what it's like to be the spouse of of military or you know, in the family and their loved one being overseas, it's hard. You know, he's going to be there till June. And yeah. it's it's very hard, especially during Christmas. And I've got two girls. And they're, you know, both of my girls think he's a hero. I have a 13-year-old and a 7-year-old. But it's just harder to explain to my 7-year-old of why Daddy's do- over there and what he's doing. Yeah. But, you know, the worst the, the worst night that I had, though, wasn't Christmas Eve. It was New Year's Eve. I mean, I was... I drunk some wine and I got depressed. I was like, "Oh God, why am I doing this to myself?" But then, then again, I think he's a hero. He's my hero. He's my kid's hero. He's doing this for everybody, even for the people who, in this country who despise the military. He's doing it for everybody, and that's what he says. You know, he. he I talked to him today. He called me from Afghanistan, and uh, he doesn't give me the full details because they're not allowed to. But he doesn't really tell me uh, some of the. Uh, of what's going on because the last time he did, I kind of had an anxiety overload because uh, he he's motor T, so what he does is he drives trucks. Um, yeah. So they had to go on a convoy, and they um, it was like a whole week long convoy because it was over a hundred vehicles and they were attacked by several IEDs and none of our precious military were hurt because of the new armor that's on our vehicles. And then you know he casually tell me about it. There were some Afghan soldiers and police that were killed because they don't have the money to have vehicles like us. They just have the little bitty Toyota trucks, and they hit a major IED on the trucks and killed every one of those guys, but ours was okay. And then, of course, you know, my husband said, casually dropped it in there, oh, my vehicle was hit by IED too, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? You just casually throw that in the conversation? What? <laughs> And, you know, it just freaked me out. And he's like, no, 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 we got the new armor. It, it just felt like we ran over, like, a hole or something, and everything was fine and blah, blah, you know. And people don't realize how hard it is for us here because, you know, not a night that doesn't go by when my kids are in bed that I look at his side of the bed and think, 
he could be gone any minute, any time, you know. And you're constantly worrying. Every time you hear the doorbell, hear a knock at the door, is that them coming to tell me he's injured or dead? I mean, it's rough. But I gladly accept what he does and allow him to be over there because I'm very patriotic. I'm from the South, so, you know, we have a lot of military families in the South, and we're very patriotic. And, you know, I, I, I agree with what he does, and I'm glad he does it, but the fact is is that it's just it's rough. It's hard. Um, Emotional-wise, physical-wise, it's hard, you know, to oh. know that we're fighting an enemy over there who doesn't value human life like we do. They hide behind women and children. They, they um, I mean, the Taliban are ruthless. I mean, that's mostly who we're fighting over there now. They they don't care if they live or die. It shows blatant disregard and really give a true idea of the enemy that is still very much at war with us, even though others, and I think you know who, I'm speaking at a higher level, has failed to really uh, embrace seriousness of it and try to try to paint a pretty picture and make like everything's okay and it's not the case i mean the men and women over not it doesn't matter if you've been deployed once or you've been deployed six times they're over there putting their lives on the line for us and that's why well andy i'm not cutting you off here ivy but andy you you know very well from uh mike actually is a Lifelong friend of Andy and been a friend of mine for last few years. Here, he was actually one of the original founding members of Voice of the People, and he too is a Marine. How many times did he get deployed over there? He was deployed uh, twice, uh, twice to Afghanistan. I have a couple other friends that were deployed. Uh, one friend was deployed three times. One was deployed three times as well for you know eighteen months, two years. They they've been over there for a long time, and uh, you know they got all my friends came back safe, you know, yeah. and, uh, but it's, it's a scary thing. You just never know what can happen. And, so, oh, no, yeah. it's nothing like yeah. having your husband over there, of course, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's a frightening thing, you know. And, and the bad thing is, is if something does happen, it'll take a while for them to get the word to me about it. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's very, it's very gut-wrenching. And see, I, well, I decided, you know, some people were telling me, well, you've got services on base because we're stationed here at Camp Lejeune, and you can call and talk to this person and that person. Well, the way that I'm dealing with it is I'm a writer, um, and I decided I, I'm, I'm not going to finish the book until he gets back, and I'm going to put his input in it too, but it's called, it's going to be called Marine Wife. And what I'm doing is this is helping me to get through this. So I yeah. just write down my thoughts, what I'm going through, what what I think, you know, and, and and all that because, you know, a lot of people have no idea what it's like to be married to someone in the Marines who's overseas fighting. And, and you and know, this, I, I, this will I, give them the insight. Exactly. I think something like that is very important because there's a lot of, of wives and even husbands out there that do have a loved one, you know, or even even mothers and fathers with their loved ones being deployed. And I think that something like that could really provide a valuable resource just so other people could feel that, you know, they're not alone, that there is somebody that gets it. The services, obviously, you know, the services are good and there's always someone to talk to. But in reality, it means more to the family of deployed loved ones to hear from somebody who is also going through it or who has gone through it. And Mm -hmm. I 
on that. I think that's a a really it's it's a powerful choice to make, you know, and to do something like that. Like I said, it's just something that's going to be ultimately helpful to other men and women out there, and they need that. And yeah. not not to not to overshadow what you're saying, but I wanted to get. And I, I put this up the other night in a message to you. I want to get your your perspective because it's really a unique perspective. Um, what's your thoughts on the invasion in this country? Like when you see our borders being overrun by the illegal alien invaders and and legal citizens getting murdered at the hands of people that don't deserve to be in this country, what do you think from a military-wise perspective that needs to be done? Or how does it make you feel? Because I know from from my point of view, and Andy will offer his, is that I think that the the war overseas, being somebody who lost family on 9-11, I'm very, very much aware of why we fight, and I support why we fight, and I will always support them, no matter what biased pricks and the media have to say. But I want to know the feeling from somebody like yourself about our borders and the things happening in this country. Do you think that it's being taken seriously enough? Or do you think that our men and women should be carrying our borders and keeping us safe at home? Well, th- th- this is the this is the way I see it, and this is like on one of the little things that we had on that page talk about how that one woman said that we should bring all our soldiers from overseas and put them here. It doesn't matter if you bring them all back here. Obama is still not going to put them on the border. We have National Guard. That's what National Guard was formed for, national security in the country. The other branches of the military is for are, you know, protecting our interests overseas. We have the National Guard, the Coast Guard, the Reserves. That's for here. And if they bring all the soldiers in every place, Iraq, Afghanistan over here, it's not going to make a bit of difference because Obama is not going to send them to the border. Yeah. We saw that with when the governor of Arizona was begging for over 30,000 National Guard, and he sent, what, 1,000, and most of them were desk jobs. Yeah, with, I mean, uh, it's with not, rubber bullets. Something, it needs to be shut down, and we do need the National Guard over there because they are good at what they do. This is what they train for. That, and I think the illegal immigration will be cut way down because you, the border is very important now since we have people who want to come here and blow us up because this is a way they can get in. I mean, I, I've watched shows and I've heard, watched documentaries, and there has been a lot of uh people that aren't Mexicans coming across the border. There's been Iranians. Uh, some of the Iranians that come over here mm-hmm. have, have tried to escape the brutal regime. But there's always that one or two that can get in, that can get a bomb, make money, make a bomb, and then blow us up, and that's all it takes. And they're coming over the border, too. And, and they look just like the Mexicans. You know, the dark skin, dark hair. We're not going to know. There, there's, like, what, some Pakistanis they caught. Um, what else was it? Some, some guys in Hamas came across. They caught one of them. There's still a couple in the country somewhere. And, and it's just the border needs to be shut down and done correctly. But when you have a president who doesn't care, because I believe it's all a political game with him, he doesn't see the human life that is being lost. He sees the votes. That's what he sees. He sees Absolutely. the votes, and that's all he sees. Andy, you know, like that's I said just, before, and, if you put really, the idea out, I said, you the idea out of giving them amnesty and not giving them the right to vote, you see how fast our government wouldn't care about any illegal alien in this country. Exactly. You're right. It's true. 
and it's all a political game, and they don't they they don't understand and don't care like the the um, the um, guy that was killed, the border guard that was killed or whatever. You know, you didn't see Obama coming on and saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, blah blah blah." Maybe we do need help because these guys are overstretched. No, it's a political game with him. He doesn't care, and that's I, I, what oh, sucks. I I gotta say you know? what I. Funny, and this is getting into something that Andy and I are going to bring up in a, in a couple minutes here. And this has nothing to do with anything, but then again, it does. And I'll get into a little bit more of the backstory in this coming up. But recently, we had a Border Patrol agent killed on our southern border. And the President of the United States, while on vacation in Hawaii, again, um, decided to, <laughs> come, again. <laughs> yeah, to come out and offer the comments. And what did he address? Did he address the murdering of a, a federal officer? No. What he decided to address was that he thinks that Michael Vick deserves a second chance and should be able to the dog. I mean, do we... Have we ever seen someone so out of touch with reality that a president comes out and gives kudos to a scumbag animal killer, but doesn't want to yep. address maybe family of the Border Patrol agent that was murdered on our border? No. That's not important enough. Look at the Michael Vick, right? I mean, our... No, this is just another thing that he shouldn't be discussing. I mean, like, what was it, last year with the uh, the, the black professor that had gotten stopped by the cops? Yeah. Oh, God. We all know about Very that. that was, <laughs> yeah. Another thing that he didn't really need to stick his two cents into but still decided to. And, I mean, it's the same thing with the mosque in New York. You know, he had to go out there and talk about that as well. When you don't need to be pushing things like that, you need to be worrying about the actual problems, you know, of our country, not Michael Vick. (laughs) (laughs) Or something that was smaller. He's actually making, you know, some, some smaller problems worse by just bringing them up and making them national media. Right? But, but that's what you get when you elect someone who has no experience in running anything. Exactly. That's and what you, know, you get. I think I want to say is a lot of people out there, and again, I, I give everybody fair warning because most likely I will offend everybody at some point because I'm very hardcore in my beliefs. Andy, he's nicer, but <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> offend as many. But you know, when people talk. About I'm just more laid back, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I love you, but talk about President Bush, and you hear a lot of the negatives about Bush, and there's some things that he did, obviously, that I didn't agree with. I mean, it's a given. But all in all, look at the holidays. How many times did President Bush surprise the military, go overseas to war zones, and spend the holidays with our troops, have Thanksgiving dinner with our troops, actually, you know, come out and offer condolences to families, family members of troops that were killed in combat, or you know things like that, and then look at the opposite side. This this really breaks down. It's not Republican and Democrat. It's just caring and just non-caring. You know, say what you want about President Bush. At least he was on the ball with offering condolences, showing support, at least giving credit where credit is due. Whereas the opposite side of this, we have somebody so unattached, so distant from everything going on in this country that he goes and. Spends holidays, a separate place for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, goes out, plays golf, comes out with his idiotic comments like that. And does he show any type of respect or appreciation? No. 
George Bush, George Bush, like my kids say, George Bush was not a wuss. He didn't bow and scrape to our enemies and then throw our uh, allies to the wayside like Obama has. That's one good thing about Bush. He stood up for his country. He didn't apologize. He didn't bow and scrape to these terrorists. He called them what they are, terrorists, killers. Well, and Obama now, has a problem with that. Well, of course, they're you know, mad. And, and that's what and that's what pisses the Marines off. I mean, because I, I live in this, you know, here at Camp Lejeune, and it's you know it's all Marines. Well, we, there's some Navy here and stuff like that, but that's what pisses a lot of Marines off. It's because we have a president who won't call our enemies what they are. He yep. he will bow and scrape and try to be politically correct because he doesn't want to hurt their feelings. And like my husband and his friends said that we're going over, we don't we don't give a damn about their feelings because they don't think about us. They didn't think about us on 9-11. See, it really pissed my husband off because I had a best friend that died in the Twin Towers too. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, they don't think about us when they're over there grabbing our soldiers or grabbing, like, reporters and stuff and beheading them. These kind of people, and this is exactly what my husband said, those kind of people do not deserve respect. They deserve to be killed because... What Obama doesn't understand is that these Muslim terrorists, they strictly follow the Koran. The Koran, I have read it a couple times. I have ex-Muslim friends. The Koran strictly tells them to kill infidels that pretend to be our friends, and then when we're not expecting it, hit us. That's what the Koran tells them. That's what their prophet tells them. These people do not deserve for us to bow and scrape. They need to be called what they are, killers, terrorists, our enemy, and they need to be wiped out. Exactly. Simple. simple as that. And that's the way the Marines think. And my husband gets used to get so fed up. And he turned the TV off and he says, I can't believe our president is such a coward that he won't stand up to these people. He won't He won't do a thing about it. I mean, he'll just, oh, and then this in the country where everybody is so afraid, the political, they're so afraid of offending these terrorists that, Oh, you know, that they would rather throw us under the bus and apologize to them and that's not that's not what we should do. That's not you know, that President Bush would have never bowed and groveled and, and afraid to hurt their feelings. And that's exactly. that's what's wrong today with our country today is because of the president. And they you know what what he doesn't know is that they'll kill him faster than anybody else. You have all these celebrities uh, like Rosie O'Donnell, who you know, who are gay, who oh poor little terrorists, we hurt their feelings. Do these people not know that these terrorists will kill them faster than us? Yep. Because especially if you're gay, because in in their Koran, they gay people are to be executed. They do it in Iran right now, and that's what they don't understand that this enemy does not care. They don't care. They won't. They think they're gonna. That's why they suicide bomb all the time. They think they're going to see 70 versus... Andy? Hello? I think we lost yeah, Ivy. Yeah, I could hear you. Did we lose Ivy? I, okay. think we, that, I thought it was me for a second because you know my stupidity. Ivy, I do apologize. Yeah. We lost you in the middle there. Um uh, you know what I'm going to do? Please feel free to call back maybe in about 10 minutes, Ivy, if you can still hear me. Because I, I don't know about you, Andy, but I think that somebody like Ivy offers a definite, a different perspective. And I think that's it's good to hear, you know? Definitely, it's good. Definitely, yeah. It, it's, uh, good, it's good to hear everyone's point of view on it. And I think what you were saying was right. And I think one of Obama's main problems is 
as president, not everyone's going to like you. And he needs to really, like, accept that. And he has this weird, you know, like, jellyfish kind of way of going about things where he's going, uh, you know, but I want to please everybody. But you, you can't do it. There's always going to be somebody that's not going to like you, and you need to just have your morals and stick to it. It would be nice to see somebody just man up and say what's actually wrong with this country and say, this is what I'm going to do to fix it, and damn, do you like it or not, this is something I believe in. Stick to your guns. Stop going back and forth and you know just quivering around, so to speak, to try to pander and appease to whatever political demographic. You know, something, mm-hmm. something that I think, and I've said it to you a million times, and I'm going to say it for everybody out there listening, that as far as I'm concerned, there's one political platform, one political foundation that I believe in, that I adhere to, and that I think reigns above all, and that's the Constitution, the founding documents of this country. And the only social interest group that matters to the to the world, as far as I'm concerned, to any politician, shouldn't be the RNC, the DNC, the Libertarians. It should be the people of the United States of America, bottom line. I well, everything's and, just a distraction anyway. You know, right. Republican, Democrat, everything. It's just, you know, it's theater. Like, you know, the Congress is going to read the Constitution, you know, line for line to everybody, you know, because most of them haven't read it, which I thought was just kind of ridiculous. Well, you and, know, and, and, you know you, you've been elected to office and you don't know the Constitution. That's kind of screwed up. But, you know, but like I said, it, it, it all comes back to it's just political theater. Like, you know, last month when the Democrats said, well, we're not going to let those tax cuts go through for millionaires, it was political theater. They were setting up their next commercial to say, well, I was opposed to it. Um, so people go, well, you know, the tax cuts for millionaire thing, that was screwed up. Right. But don't worry. I said I wasn't going to vote for it. I mean, of course, they weren't going to let everybody go down the shitter and, uh, you know, have taxes raised for everyone. So it was just, it was something nice to say. It, and it was, it, that happens so frequently, it's ridiculous. It was politically opportune, and it was expedient for them to say what needs to be said. You know, they have their special interest groups and their focus groups and, you know, all these all these different people out there that pull the emotion of American people, that pull what this side might be thinking. And here's what you say. Here's a script that you need to follow. Instead of following a damn script, instead of listening to focus groups, listen to us. It doesn't take much to go on to even a Facebook or a Twitter. I would say MySpace, but nobody uses that anymore. You go on to any one of these these social networking formats and look past the 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 crap, if you will, the you know, the Farmville and all these other games and all that other crap. And look at what people Look what they're talking about. This is because people are angry about something, and they want to hear somebody address them. They want to hear their issues being taken as important enough to put on into the mainstream. And isn't it about time that we get something like that? Because I haven't seen it. I hope. Something that you and I have spoken about. And just to give the new listeners who don't know us an idea – Andy, and I'm not speaking for him, I just got to learn how to shut up sometimes, but uh, Andy is somebody who you're, you're openly, you admit that you're, you're in the middle. 
You know, you're an independent thinker. And, and I think that that's a strong statement to not be swayed by one side or the other say, I need to be a part of you because you say or speak how I feel. Whereas yeah. I understand. It's a statement when you're saying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Andy. Good. No, let's be fact. I mean, there is not one party that really represents. I mean, let's face fact. The whole thing is screwed. The whole, yeah. you know, everyone's looking out for themselves. They don't care what they're doing to us. At this point, everyone's just looking for their next re-election, you know. So it, it doesn't matter, you know. You got you got John McCain, who I've said before, and I'll say it again, he's the Brett Favre of the Republican Party. Yeah. The man just needs to retire, he needs to go home, and nobody needs to come and get him. <laughs> and he's just holding out, looking for his one big thing, to you know, to go out on. Yeah. And uh, he just wants to help his legacy. Since he, I mean, what, he lose for president, like, what, like 24 times or whatever? So... He just he's looking for that one last thing, and you know he doesn't give a shit what it is. He just wants something good. He that's when he fights with everything. He you know he's for illegal immigration. He's against illegal immigration. He's you know he's against repealing don't ask, don't tell. And like I said, as we were talking about our soldiers, like I said, anybody who steps up, signs up, goes over and defends our country, you have my undying respect. Yep. And, I don't care and, who you are or what you do. I you have my respect. Bottom line. So whoever, if you if you like men, if you like women, if you, you know, whatever, I don't see it as a big deal. Because, like I said, they're all heroes in my book because they're all taking the time to go out there and defend. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing a job. Hell, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. You know? They went out they did it. So, so if it's a man who likes a man, I don't see the problem. You know, they, they invested all this money to, to go do research and found out, yeah, it's probably not going to matter. Really, no shit. You know? But it, John McCain had to freak out, you know, and, and and talk all kinds of shit. You know, with John McCain and Ivy, you are back online, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if my, my phone went out. I was listening to what he was saying. What? Let me let me interject one time. Uh, I yeah. don't think I don't think John McCain. I mean, he's a hero, and I'm glad yeah. he's a hero. But I, I think the one person, and I said this on the page the other night, that would give Obama the run for his money would be Alan West. That's yeah. who I would vote for. Amen. See, mm-hmm. When we had our presidential election, I didn't vote for Obama or John McCain. I did the write-in thing. And some people don't realize that you also we also have the right to write in somebody. And that's what I did because John McCain, he's okay, but you know what? I just didn't see him leading our country the way I wanted it to be led. And, of course, Obama – I, you know, I don't like his issues and stuff and whatever. I wrote in Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Uh, because I think she would do, have done a great job, even though she doesn't ever, she's not in politics anymore, you know, because she's a woman I respect, and she's she's not a coward. She wouldn't back down from anything. I mean, you know, but I think Alan West, I think that he, I think he would be a great person and would be able to hold his own against Obama. I really do, but that's just my opinion. Uh, let's face it, the Republican Party has no candidates out there right now that could actually win against Obama. I mean, they, they've been talking about you know Sarah Palin, Mike Huckabee, Newt Gingrich, Mitt Romney, and I don't think anybody right now. I mean, they need a shining star to come out of the Republican Party to actually stop Obama in 2012, and that's yeah. that's my opinion on the subject. 
Oh, and I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, it's, you look, you look at the difference. Somebody like Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, now Congressman Alan West, there's somebody who not only fought for this country on the front lines, but he had not been afraid, even in his election when he just came out and entered the game of politics for the first time. He spoke on every single issue, and the overwhelming public support was in his favor because he was fearless and said what he thought and spoke with common sense and knows what needs to be done to protect and preserve our country. He is somebody that's unafraid. He knows how to run the military, unlike our president today. Correct. He's a commander. He's a born leader, and that's what we need. We need somebody not so concerned with how we look in the eyes of this group as compared to this group. You know, we need somebody that's going to come out there and say what needs to be said, show they can lead, and give us a fighting chance. Now, Andy and I spoke before the show, and we spoke about the candidates. And, again, just to go back to what I was saying before, I'm somebody, I'm a registered Republican, have been since I was 18 years old. But I am just as disgusted with the Republicans as I am the Democrats. So even though I'm still a registered Republican, I get a lot of heat from Republicans because I'm sorry when you screw up or show that you will – excuse my language – bastard, I'm going <laughs> to call you out on it. I'm going to say what needs to be said because who am I? I'm just a regular person. I'm just a regular citizen, would-be constituent, if you will. All right? So – I look at it from a whole different angle, but the Republicans have nothing to offer. I mean, now that the Republicans have taken back the House, Andy, you and I said this two months ago. I mean, did you did you look outside today? The streets are cleaner. Um, yeah, no puppies crime, will never die. You know? yeah, crime disappears. Uh, you know, the God has has reappeared on Earth, and He is in the form of the Republican majority in the Congress. Please. Yeah. So we now have one third of our government, and they're yeah, going you, to change everything. But you know what? Everything. If the Republicans fail, I, I think, and this is what I think, when, when the Republicans fail to do their job, it's more, it's more like going to be three parties: Democrat, Republican, and Americans. Yes. And, and, and we're 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 going to because we're standing up now, and we're going to stand up if the Republicans fail to do what we want them to do, what we hired them to do, then it's going to be three parties: it's going to be Americans, Democrats, and Republicans. Because yeah. people are getting sick and tired of uh, everybody. Like my great grandmother used to say, they're speaking with a snake tongue, where they'll tell you what you want to hear, and then the moment they get up and get all that power, they turn around and 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 do differently. And that that's the problem is the power. The power exactly. that they get, they go to Washington and it goes to their head, and they forget all about the little guy, not realizing that it is we the people, not we the politicians or we Washington. It's we the people, and we the people will throw you out just like we did the Democrats. They're exactly. giving the Republicans a chance. If the Republicans mess it up, then it's going to be like I said, three parties: Americans, Democrats, and Republicans, and it's yep. not going to be pretty. Yeah, and, and you as know, simple as that, you know. I And don't get me wrong, Ivy. I'm somebody that I pray to God that I'm proven wrong. I hope Republicans go in there and they actually do what they say they're going to do. And I hope that I am I have my foot in my mouth and I'm 100% wrong about everything. But it's a, it's a matter of confidence. I don't have the confidence of them, especially when you have a majority of the Republicans that have now come to power that are just the same old students of the same old political game. I have a hard time. Time leaving you when you say you feel our pain, when you get us, 
when you're brought up millionaires and Ivy. Yeah, and, and you're driving your little vehicle with a with a the the. the a secret police or whatever, and you're driving your limo to work, and, oh, I know what you feel. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's you what don't, makes me laugh, you know? <laughs> get it. They're out of touch, you know? And I, I want to see somebody come out there. Somebody come out and say, you know what? Here I am. I'm somebody. I had a job. I lost my job. I got another job, lost that job, working three, four jobs. I don't even make $2,000 a year, but I care enough and I get where the majority of this nation is coming from that I'm willing to sacrifice my life, my time, to run for office, to try to give people like yourself a fighting chance. We have not seen that yet. We have not. Well, you know what? Another name that I think should throw his name into the fray, but I don't know, that would be good to run, Governor Christie. Uh, you all, now there, now there's somebody. I, I got to admit, I'm going to meet Governor Christie, and there's somebody that is truly a uh, – I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for here. He He's different. He's somebody that is along that line. Now, he is, he's well off financially, but he takes more time going out and meeting with the people rather than – And meeting he tells it like it is. Yes. Which he tells makes it like it, it is, and he don't care. <laughs> him popular and unpopular. Now, somebody in our chat room, Tremblay, better judge of how Governor Christie is because he lives in New Jersey. I come from Pennsylvania, and he comes from Pennsylvania. But nevertheless, somebody that Republicans deem a rising star, but they also fear what he has to say because sometimes it goes against the grain of what they want their candidate to be. Now, I've seen here in Pennsylvania, and it happened in other places in this country, that um, – just recently with the elections, with the the governor races, lieutenant governor, things like that. You have in Pennsylvania, we had nine candidates running for lieutenant governor, okay? And a lot of people threw their hat in the race. And a lot of people that people never heard of. Then you have people that have actually made a difference. Now, one person we have in Pennsylvania, I'm going to get into a little dialogue here, get off of it. He, his name is State Representative Daryl Metcalf. And he's somebody that started state legislators' legal immigration. And he uh, – hang on one second. Um, oh, okay. Andy's offline, but he will be back. <laughs> he's doing his father. Um, Daryl Metcalf started state legislators for legal immigration, which is a grouping of state legislators from around the country that are going out there trying to enact the same type of law that Arizona tried to enact with SB 1070, and obviously repealing of the 14th Amendment, things of that nature. Somebody that he's a representative from Butler County, Pennsylvania, which is far away from where I am, but has taken the time, taken his own money, and gone across the country speaking at rallies people, listening to the American people, what concerns them, and somebody that actually gets it, somebody that actually gives a damn enough to go out there and put his time on the line and go out there and speak the truth and not be afraid of the consequences. And um, basically, he's running for lieutenant governor, and he's number one ranked conservative in the Pennsylvania House of Legislators. And the RNC of the state refused to back him because he didn't play ball by their means. He didn't subscribe. And that to is what... the mistake right there. Yep. <laughs> exactly. 
Instead, we get somebody who nobody's ever heard of before got the endorsement of the state GOP before there ever was before there ever was even a primary. Who the hell is the RNC to take people, regular people like us who, I, I don't, but people that go out there and they decide to donate their money to the state Republican Party, okay? They donate their money, whatever. So the RNC gets the money, then goes out there with your money and endorses a candidate before the people have had a chance to vote. What is that? That's nothing more than this person fits the bill better for us, and he'll be a yes man and do what we need him to do. So we're going to give him our nod of approval. This is what I mean. It's the, pol- it's the political system just infiltrating and telling us what we need, what we want, not listening to us, but telling us that what they, they- think is good for us. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sorry, but they're so out of touch. They're so – and I want to go back because I did check the chat room real quick. And my friend Tremblay said that Gov Christie isn't doing anything about the illegal alien situation in New Jersey and said it's the Fed's job. And, uh, again, I, I can't offer a comment on that either way because I'm not from New Jersey. Yeah, and, I don't live there. I can't offer a comment because I don't live there. I've never been there, so I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I appreciate the the expert guest, if you will. So thank you. Appreciate that. And if that's the case, that sucks. Because that's the other thing, too. States' rights. States' rights. The Tenth Amendment. Look at what happened in Arizona. We went out to Arizona in June, and we had our big Phoenix Rising rally. And, um, you know, a state standing up for its citizens saying there's a problem, we want to keep them safe, we want to protect them, and we want to follow and adhere to the federal laws already on the books. What do they get for it? Besides condemnation, they get a lawsuit from the federal government for trying to enforce federal law. I mean, yep. I, I, this is... St- it, all, it all boils down to... The Democrat Party thinks that if they let all these illegal aliens and let them vote, then that's votes for them. And, of course, it's going to be votes for them. That is the main reason why. I guarantee you if the majority of the the illegal immigrants here were Republican, they would be stamping down on that. You know they would. It's all power, money, greed. It's all into one, all votes. That's all it is. They don't care who they step on, like that landowner, that guy that got killed on his own land by illegal immigrants. You know, that, 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 I I was saddened to hear about that, but I was happy because the guy stood up for his land and himself, you know, and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gun person and and I have a gun and, and, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's us Southerners are bad about loving our guns. <laughs> but you have to have one nowadays to protect yourself. But this guy, you know, and you didn't hear the president come out and say, oh, my God, one of our own citizens was killed, shot down on his own property by drug drug lords or whatever from Mexico coming across. Did you hear him say condolences to the American citizen? No, you didn't. You did yep. not hear him say that. Not at all. And I felt bad for that family. I really did, you know, because this is a man who was just guarding his own property. Now, isn't that what this country is about? Isn't that what the amendment is about? No, it just, it just, uh, it just, it irks me. 
to, to know that we have a president who would rather cater to our enemies and and throw Americans under the bus. It, well, that just I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. <laughs> Back to what we said before, and by the way, I want to put this out there right now, just while I have you. Um, okay. If if you're interested, I'd love to have you when we do these shows. We're going to start doing it weekly, and when you can, I'd love for you to uh-huh. be a, a returning guest because, like I said, your perspective is very important to me and others out there, and I like what you have to say. So that's something for you to consider. But I'd love to have you come back on here and be a part of this because I it, it's nice to have a fresh and fresh opinions, so thank you. And You're welcome. What I was saying before, what we were all saying, actually, is, again, we have a president who who calls the terrorist man-caused disasters, when in reality America has one man-caused disaster. His name is Barack Obama. He refuses to call them (laughs) terrorists, but he labels Tea Party activists, grassroots activists, as right-wing extremist calls us domestic terrorists and spends time and energy and people's money to go after people just like me who are unafraid to go out there and hold rallies and challenge the system, so to speak. I mean, man up. You know, what? Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but what really gets me is we have a lot of those people in Washington, Obama and his cronies and, and the left-wing liberal nuts, who say that we are the cause of the terrorists wanting to kill us. The, I, every time I hear them say that on any talk show, I just wish I could reach through the TV and strangle them because I hate to tell you this, but Muslim terrorists have been since be- way before killing people who weren't Muslims, way before America was even thought of, way before this land was even, even before we came a country, before this land was even founded. They were doing it back in the biblical days. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, how how is it that we made them do it when that's all they've been doing since the beginning of time? Yep. We we don't do it. It is our way of life that threatens them, our freedom. That is what threatens them. We don't cause them to do it. They, yeah. they, they do it because that's the way they are. They've been yep. doing it since the beginning of time. They, and and they, people like that, I just, oh, it just it makes me mad to hear them say that. It's like, we're the cause of it. No, we're not. They've been doing it before America was even a country. Before even Columbus stepped foot on this land, but they were doing it. That's right. <laughs> it's like yeah. people read your history books. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I was an ancient history major, and I can tell you, it's been going on all through the centuries. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, did you not pay attention in school? Do you not know how to go to a library and read an ancient history book? At, re, at least read history on 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 the Islamic religion. Read the history on that, and it goes way back. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, but of course they're uninformed, and the people are they the people that talk like that. They don't do any research. I'm one for before I speak on a subject, I'm going to research it because I don't want, I don't want to look like an idiot, and I don't follow what anybody else says and what what this posting on YouTube or that posting. I don't follow that. If I I'll watch the posting, then I will research it because yep. some a lot of times that's not the truth. That's on YouTube, and these people will take that as the truth and the Bible and blah blah blah, you know. But but I don't do that, and it's what these people do. They go and they start running their mouth, running their mouth on um, TV, blah, you know, blah blah. blah. We're the co- America's the cause. We're bad, blah blah. If it wasn't for us, they they wouldn't be killing us. They would have done 9/11. And, and remember the New York Times bomber. Remember how after they found out who it was, the people were saying it was our fault. We're the one that caused him to do that. Yeah. Oh. Uh. 
Don't get me started on that. That pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> Royally. Stupidity of it. And don't worry. We're going to do – what I'm hoping to do here is we're going to actually turn this into a five-night-a-week show eventually. We're going to probably start off with the next one being like two or three nights a week and get into it. Tonight's is more of like an introduction-type thing, but I'm going to start doing themed episodes about various issues to dedicate one hour to this and one hour to that so we can get more opinions yeah. And open it up to more people to call in and offer their two cents because, I, again, this is this is important. Just a conversation with regular everyday people, just having a chance to to have the opportunity because anybody out there in the chat room, whatever, you know, can call in and offer their opinion, offer their concerns, even if they disagree with what you and I say. Call in and have intellectual debate rather than the name calling and the finger pointing and things like that because this is what we need. Because still, to this day, we have more this side of the street, this side of the street, finger point, name call. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't get us nope. any closer to fixing what's wrong. The only way to do that is by people coming together. Even if we don't agree on everything, we're all citizens of this country. You know, we're all citizens of the greatest land in the world. We all have the yep. right to think and say what we want, and it's about coming together. And maybe people of two different political persuasions can find one common ground and actually put out a common sense solution and move forward with that. That's important. That's important. See, That's but the main the main problem in that is, though, and, and it goes for both sides, the really, really right-wing people and the really, really left-wing people, is the problem is they say they believe in free speech, but they don't believe in true free speech. Uh, you know, the left is very bad about that, where they don't want to hear what you say unless you agree with them. And oh, if you God. disagree with them, you're a racist, you're blah, 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 all this. And mm. that is the problem right there. That is the oh. problem. Because now, your normal everyday American believes in free speech. I don't care if, if you... You know, if if somebody I don't agree with them, I'm going to hear what they have to say. I'm not going to cut off and say, "Oh, well, just because you disagree with me, you're a racist." Or blah blah blah. You know, I I believe in tr free, true speech, but you know that that's just that's the, one of the problems in 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 the far reaches of both parties is they don't they don't believe in true free speech because they want to only hear what they want to hear, and if you speak out against them, that's not they don't want to hear you and they want to shut you down, like what Al Sharpton is trying to do to other radio stations and stuff like that, you know, that, that's, that's, that's one big problem yeah, well, in this country today. The, the outdoorsmen of the world, and that's just something that it'll it never sicken me. Whenever, we, whenever his name comes up, it just leaves a bad taste. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It, it I, just, I, I, I despise that man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna but, uh, can I take this minute? I want to just say one thing. I want to take this minute, if I, if I may, um, I just wanted to thank all of if any of my Facebook friends are listening, I just wanted to thank all of them because the, the overwhelming and one thing that has helped me with my husband being in Afghanistan has been complete strangers who are my Facebook friends who have been there for me. And there is this one Facebook friend, his name is Randy Davis. He's a, uh, a he's an evangelist and he's a, chalk, he's a chalk art evangelist. And he was one of my Facebook friends and he emailed me one day asking me, you know, about my husband, if he had, was all over there and all, and I told him, I explained to him what was going on, he went and mentioned it to his church in Iowa, I think it is. It's either Illinois or Iowa, I can't remember. And you know, do you know how many letters and cards I received from strangers, people who didn't know me, telling me, 
that they appreciate what I'm doing, what my husband's doing. And I cried. Every card that I got and I read, I cried because these people don't know me. They even sent boxes to my husband in Afghanistan. And, and then I had a, a, vet, a Marine vet who is one of my Facebook friends who sent a box of a bunch of stuff to my husband too. I mean, it's been overwhelming. And, and I just wanted to take this time to thank them for all that. You know, and I, I try to email all of them and thank them, but it's hard to do that. You know, I've got two kids and but I just wanted to, you know, if you didn't mind, just say thank you to all them because it's really, it is worth it. Even just dropping a card makes it better to know that complete strangers love what my husband is doing and are with me and my girls. That means a lot. And one other thing that really means a lot, everyone out there, if you see a soldier, regardless if he's been deployed or not, you thank him. Yep. Thank him for his service because that goes a long way a very long way to have a stranger walk up and shake your hand and say, I thank you for your service. That works. It works with my husband. Any Marine around here, it works with them. It just it makes their faces light up to know that what they're doing, you appreciate it. Because nowadays there are a lot of people out there who are able to vocalize more against the military, and you hear more about it on the news, and it gets them down. So, you know, just everyone, every time you see a soldier, thank them. And, that's you know, just, that's... you know, that does... If you can't do anything monetary-wise, you can't send them anything over to or whatever, thank them. That is all it takes is to know that the, our citizens support them in what they're doing because that is the main thing that they want to hear. And that church, everybody, even the preacher of that church, sent me cards. Even uh, my Facebook friend's mom wrote me a letter. And, and, and she said, I don't even know you. And she said something like, but your whole family's in my prayers. Um, I will keep praying for you. Um, your husband is a true hero. You're a hero for, for allowing your husband to go do this for you and anything you need, you know, just basically cards and stuff like that. That yeah. really, you know, that really got me. And, and it really got him because he called me the other day when he received some packages. Somebody made some cookies <laughs> and sent it to him. <laughs> Even the little things that we take for granted here, they don't have over there, you know, homemade cookies. He called me and said, well, I want you to tell this your Facebook friend so and so. Thank you because they made me cookies and sent it sent it over here. And he was like, "Oh," he said, "I felt like I was the richest person in the world." <laughs> so, See, that, I mean, I didn't that, mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody and thank you to you for, you know, the kind words that you've said to me on on Facebook regarding my husband. Because, you know, even just people saying, "Hey, thank thank your husband for me." Thanks, you know, we appreciate it. That makes me feel better because it makes it all worthwhile, even though it doesn't bring him back here yet but still to know you know because it is rough going through it it is it, it's hard to have a loved one over there you can't talk to them every day yeah. you know so you know it's, it's i appreciate people thanking thanking me and thanking my husband it's it's really i mean take a moment out you see a soldier you go up hug them next check their hands and say thank you that's all they need is moral okay. support that is all so you know, <laughs> that was my faith. <laughs> oh, it's, and I appreciate it because it goes it goes a long way. And I have every time I see a soldier, I do that. And I've had some World War Two vets kind of actually cry, you know, and, and even Vietnam vets. Yeah, thank them too. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave them out, but thank all oh, no, no. uh, oh, yeah. vets. You see a you see a War Two vet or Vietnam vet with a hat on, you tell them. You see anybody with a military hat on, you walk up, even thorough. Thank you. You're the reason why our country is free. And see, before my husband was ever a Marine. I lived in Alabama, that's where I'm from, and Alabama, the town I'm from, used to be a military town, but now we still get National Guard there because we have Pelham Rains there. And I would see, you know, them 
in their uniforms, and I'd come up, thank them, and hug their neck, and they would cry. And then the older, the older ones, you know, I'd see the World War II vet hats on, and I would go up and hug their neck and say, "Thank you. You're the reason why our country is free." And you know what? <laughs> it's hard to see it because I think of them like my grandpa's or whatever, but they start crying. Yeah. And, and, and it's worth it. They say it's worth it. It's an appreciation, and they and they know it, and they see it, because unfortunately, not a lot of people do do such a thing, and it goes a long way. And I think that there's no more deserving people than that. And you know, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. it. Doesn't take much out of your time, out of your life, to go and say thank you. And exactly, that's, I I agree completely. Now, because see, that uh, was you know before my husband before my husband was in the Marines. I think before. Um, you know, it was like, uh, you know, me and my husband have been married for eight years, and um, just a little background on him and what the military has done for him. He used to be into drugs really bad when we first got married, and it, we separated, and, and it was because of that. And when, when I separated from him and he saw his life going nowhere and going downhill, that's when he decided to take the call up to be a Marine. And he has his life has totally done a 360. He he went in and nope. And I hated to tell him this, but I, when he called me one day and told me he was straightening his life up and he was going to boot camp for Marines, I didn't think he would make it through, but he did. And he changed his life. The Marines changed his life. I think if he wouldn't have joined the Marines, he'd probably be in prison or dead by now. But he quit drugs. He became a Marine, and, and he loves it. And, and it, this is exactly, and you hear you hear stories like that all the time. Several of my neighbors, the, the wives will say, "Yeah, yeah, my husband was. He was told me he used to be really bad in drugs, and then he went into the military, and he straightened up and realized that he has a purpose in life." And, and that was what my husband did. And, and you know, we got back together, and then he got stationed here in North Carolina. And and I try to tell him as much as I can. You know, I'm proud of you. You're my personal hero. You changed your life because he realized he has. Well, we have two kids. One isn't his, but he treats her like his, and then we have one that's his. And he said, well, I woke up and realized that my kids need to be taken care of and that I need to stop doing what I'm doing, and I needed to serve something greater than myself, which was the Marines. And it turned him around, and it turned our marriage around. And that's the reason why we got back together was mm. because of this. And you that? Know, and, I, you know, that, that that's a true success story right there. You know, I mean, and we don't get, he don't get paid much. Uh, people don't realize, and I, and I made a comment about this the other night on Facebook, your average McDonald's workers makes more than your average Marine. Now tell me, is that fair? No, not at no. all. It's a, it's it's a sin. Yep. I mean, I, you know, we, we're barely scraping by. There are military families who are having to be on food stamps and WIC. That is shameful. Exactly. But that is the problem with who is in power today because they don't care. And, you know, I have like a friend of mine, she's a Marine wife, and her husband is going over uh, right as soon as their babies are going to be born. She's pregnant with twins, and he's supposed to be going over in February. Hopefully he won't go over till after she has the babies. But still, they had to get on work and food stamps because our government today doesn't want to pay these heroes what they're worth. Yep. I think our heroes need to be paid a lot and given a lot of of, of special privileges, but, but they for some reason, yeah, the government doesn't want that. And, and it's hard, you know, and me and my husband, we struggle every day with the money. We, Yeah, he went over to Afghanistan, but people think, oh, well, you get a big, huge 
took the money for going over there. No, you don't. No, we you thought don't. you did. No, you don't. And we struggle. We are struggling now. Uh, you know, we do have food on the table, and but it, it is a struggle. And, and we try to get food stamps to help us out, but we make just a few cents over the line, so we're not allowed to get it. Right, isn't that and, always and, but then, then they turn around and give illegal immigrants food stamps yep. and all that. It's you know, so yeah. you know that's just I mean, that's just the way people think. But you know, I don't know. This world's messed up. <laughs> You're telling me, believe me. Now, sometimes not to cut you short, but I am gonna. Yeah. I'm probably gonna ask if we can get off because I want to touch on a couple other things, and there's gonna be some other people okay. calling. Shortly, but yeah, I got I got to eat my uh, my my food out here. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry to hold you up, but seriously. no, 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 no. It just got here. I had ordered a delivery, and there it just go. now got here. So, <laughs> but um, Ivy, seriously, I'll be in touch with you again probably later via via Facebook in our group. And please, okay. I'll let you know what the next show is. And if you could do us the honor of calling in again, I would really appreciate it. I sure would, because it's nice to get my voice out and let people know what I think and what what goes on in a military wife's life, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and that's <laughs> so. important. And again, I can't thank you enough, and thank you for your time tonight. And we will definitely keep you and your husband and your family in our prayers. And that's something that goes without saying. And yeah, I look forward- and I appreciate it. <laughs> and I look forward to. I look. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) I got caught up reading. It's very easily get distracted in this. But anyway, I do do look forward to speaking with you again. And, might I say, have a good good dinner. Okay, thank you. And you have a good night. And thanks to everyone out there who thanks my husband and you're great people. And I appreciate it. And I will call next Wednesday. Just remind me because sometimes I can get scatterbrained here. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And you take care and God bless you. And okay. we will talk again soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Take care, Ivy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was a, a definite nice and welcome change of pace from what we usually done. That was Ivy talking. And I, I appreciate her perspective and where she's coming from. And it's, uh, it's, it's important to hear from all sides how people people view certain issues and things going on in our country from where they're coming from at their standpoint in life or whatever it is. And I think I just think it's important, you know, and that's just me. Again, this is the open forum. I want to hear from you. That's something that means more to me than anything else. I want to hear what you have to say. And that's just me. Now, Andy, we lost. He's going to try to call back in before the end. He had some life stuff going on there, so he's going to try to get back with us. But for excuse me, for all of you out there that are listening, again, I can only I thank you, thank you. And some of the issues and things I want to go off on, and you know what? Screw it. I'm not even going to pull any punches here. Excuse me. They don't have a let your throat clear button. <clears throat> There's no delay on this, <laughs> so I apologize. You get to hear me in the raw. But nevertheless, I look at what goes on today. I look at all the people out there that are so active with you know, the political theory.
after going out there and holding rallies and attending rallies and taking stands and doing this and doing that, dedicating their life, their time, their passion, their money to go out there and stand up for something they believe in because they believe they live in the greatest country in the world. And damn it, we do. We live in the greatest nation on earth, bottom line. We're not a perfect nation. We have our problems, but damn, we are the best out there. We are the trendsetters. We are the torchbearers. We are the ones that got everybody to hate us or love us for a reason because we believe in we the people. We believe that the people of this country should be ultimately responsible for how this country operates. For for everything that's great about it, it's thanks to the openness and the democracy that is the United States of America. So, I see, I keep track of what goes on online, and I like to look at different things. Um, I want to speak now to something that this may be one of those things that some people get mad at me for saying, or other people will appreciate hearing it, or have no opinion. That's fine. The Tea Party. Okay? I've said this before. I have zero ego. I boast about nothing. Voice to the People started in 2007, and since 2007, we've held over 300 rallies at various states and areas across this country. We took donations one time to go to Arizona. We, thanks to the people's generosity, we were at least pay, able to pay half the bill as compared to what it actually came out to. But that was a big help because I and everybody who does this, we're just broke people that believe in something greater and believe in the urgency of the now and to take a stand for something. So, the Tea Party, great idea. Great idea in theory. Seeing all these people coming out and being so politically informed, so issue-oriented, coming out and standing up for things they believe in, to go out there and feel like they're a part of a true people's movement. Well, all I can say is this. All of those activists, God bless and thank you. And I have much love and respect for you all. And I appreciate what you do because when we started out, there was nobody else out there. You know, it was very, very sporadic. We see people coming out and doing what we're doing, and, you know, it wasn't easy. We were very, very much hated, I guess, for holding rallies and doing something as dangerous as giving people an open format to come out there and vent their frustrations, whatever. So the activists out there, it's a beautiful thing to see so many taken to something they believe in. But to the hypocritical, money-leeching pocket-raping bastards at Tea Party Patriots, Tea Party Express, and Freedom Works, all I can say is go to hell. I am so disgusted. Every time I, because I subscribe to them all, every time I see an email come out from Tea Party Express, we need a million dollars. We need $500,000. We need your money. Give us your money. From Freedom Works, we're responsible for the Tea Party. We're the ones that started it. How do you control a movement of, for, and by the people? I have no idea. You sit back and take credit for something that you had nothing to do with. Give us your money. Give us your money. Tea Party patriots, there's so many of them. Now, you know, they're, they're all, all about you, but yet, give us your money. Give us your money. I am disgusted with these out-of-touch, corporate-bred, establishment individuals that think they're holier-than-thou, saying to you that we get you. Come out and let's protest the government taking your money. But in order to do that, we need to take your money first. Um, 
why? If you're so in touch with what we're going through, with the struggles of everyday life, then maybe you would understand one very, very important thing. We're broke. The country is broke. People don't have the money to throw out there and give you for your FaceTime on TV, for your $100,000 speakers, okay? It gets old quickly, and yet again, it continues and it continues. 2010 elections, the Tea Party Express needed $1,500,000 in 72 hours, and course they got mostly what they needed and you know that's why we need the money to go out there and, and act change what change i don't know what candidates were they endorsing i don't know they don't ever consult with the people they just go out there and say well these ones seem best suited so they go out there give them the money they get elected great but now 2012 is right around the quarter so give us your money and the tea party patriots or express or one of them i don't know they're out there putting their emails out. They're going to have their own presidential debate for the Republican Party on CNN, of course. Yes, a very good America-loving network, CNN. You know, But what do they need to make it happen? Your money. Now, I'm sure the network pretty much take care of, takes care of everything, but they need your money. Don't worry. Even though it may be given or not or taken care of or not, it doesn't matter. They need your money. I looked at the financial disclosures of the Tea Party Express that was posted publicly uh, about a month or two back. And again, again, <laughs> to see they spend, what was it, $1,500 on an AT&T phone bill, $2,000 on a Sprint phone bill, $1,500 on a Verizon phone bill, $1,500 on a, a T-Mobile phone bill. Um, is that your money, Will Vent? Can't they just pick one service provider? First off, that's just something. Make up your damn mind already. And no, Cougar, nobody does know. Anyway, that was just the the tip of the iceberg. All the money they spend going out for their expensive dinners, staying at the expensive hotels, paying speakers, you know, travel. You pay for it all. Look at Dick Army, Freedom Works. They're involved behind the Tea Party Express and American Prosperity and all that. In 2008, Dick Army took in over $500,000 that year. $500,000 salary. That's nice. That was before the Tea Party. Imagine what he takes in now. So tell me, do they really need your money? Do they really, truly need to bleed you dry? And they look at us, the people, as pawns, as nothing more than sheep that they could just take from and take and take. There's no end to how much they'll take. And wonder why people get upset. Because they see that they're being abused. They're being viewed as just another mark. Have some respect for the people that give you what you have. You live a nice little life. You send out an email. You work three or four days a year when you go and have a rally that everybody else sets up, but you put your banner on and you attend and you think you're something special. Have some respect for the people that put the work in. And again, the Bill of Rights does not have a price tag attached to it. These are freedoms, and you take advantage of them, and you disrespect them. The money spent disgusts me. Now, 
a lot of different people will have different views on, you know, things like Sarah Palin, this and that. You know what? I never had any real opinion on Sarah Palin. I liked her when she first came out. I did. And I don't dislike her. I'm not going to bash her. But, again, selling yourself as just a person like us, an average, everyday American, but $100,000 per speech, one day she gave three, three speeches in one day, $100,000 a shot, books, TV shows, I, I'm floored by that. I'm absolutely astonished by that. How much more of our money do you need to take from us? If you truly give a damn about what's going on in this country, you truly care about what the majority has to say or what this rally means or this rally means or this event, whatever, and you get asked to come and speak. And the only thing you could think of is how much <laughs> how much can we make off of this? Go to hell. And you know what? I, I got to cut in here because Emily, you brought up a good point about Numbers USA. And now this is this is something that I, I really, really want to get into. But Numbers USA, all right. For, for flip side of this, for the for the people like us that go out there, and there's many others there that protest the illegal alien invasion. We do other things as well. Before that, Numbers USA is one of those places where call and write and send faxes and everything through our website to Congress because we know the faxes have truly, truly worked remarkably, haven't they? I mean, it's it's their work that solves all the problems. Numbers and FAIR, they take care of everything. And FAIR USA or FAIR, whatever the hell they're called, Dan Stein makes, what, over $500,000 a year as well, has a nice office in Virginia, top of the skyscraper, so to speak, and, you know, makes good money. Makes good money. Ending up for something that others believe in. But you have to be a figurehead. You have facts. You have statistics. That makes you better than you or I. Numbers USA. Numbers USA is one that, if they care so much about the illegal alien invasion of this country, then isn't it about damn time you start calling it for what it is? A national security issue? Isn't it about damn time that you stop perpetrating the lie used by corrupt, spineless politicians that there's 12 million illegal aliens in this country? Because that's what number says. 12 million illegal aliens in the United States of America. Reality? There's over 38 million illegals in this nation. So stop selling the watered-down version, okay? We worked with Numbers USA for the Arizona rally. Not worked with, but... Ah, Andy's calling back. I'm going to welcome him back online here. Andy, you are back online. Welcome. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm, I'm in the middle of a little rant oh. here, so one second. So, numbers you say, of course, they wanted to be involved in our rally in Arizona because, you know, it was a it was a big to-do. You know, we, we went out there and decided to go across the country and hold an event to show support. So, they want to get involved. You could put the Numbers USA banner on your website as long as it, your website reads the way we want it to read, as long as you say what we want you to say, as long as you edit and censor people who are going to be speaking at this rally to adhere to what we believe, what we have to say. You know what? I've never seen so much pathetic baby, excuse my language, 
bullshit than I did when I worked with Numbers USA. So honestly, screw your mailing list. Screw how effective you claim to be because you know what? It's not worth the price. You're not worth the price. To send somebody out, send somebody out and speak on behalf of the organization, but can you find people in the audience that will run a number USA table and distribute our information so you can come in there, take credit for something you had nothing to do with, contribute not one cent to any of the overhead that it takes to put in these events, but go in there and claim it as something that you helped put together? Screw you, screw your ego, and screw your inflated, very, very well, well-to-do budget. All right? You get lots of money from people that want somebody to stand up and do something, and all you do is spit in their face. People don't know that. They don't know what goes on on the inside. Just like somebody else who I'm not going to name yet. Soon enough, I'm going to name. Just a regular person. Somebody who used to have a prominent job. Somebody who considers himself an expert person. Somebody that's come and spoken at rallies before, traveled a long way. We don't have money. We don't believe taking your money in order to go out there and hold these events. Drove a long way with a keynote speaker, great great job, everything else. So then, send out an email and say, well, no. Voice to the people, America Rising and a few other groups, we're going to go back to Arizona. We're going to have another rally. We're going to have rallies in other states. And we want to know if you want to be a part of it. Sure. Pay for my airfare. Pay for my hotel. Pay for my food. Then have the audacity to ask for a stipend a speaking fee? I'm sorry, but maybe somewhere they get lost in the fact that they don't understand that, you know what? We don't have money. The people attending these rallies, they don't have money. But they sacrifice and do what they have to do to get there. People travel across the country with us. Like even Tremblay, our friend, he was there in Arizona. He came across. Nobody paid for his airfare. Nobody paid for his food, paid for his hotel, paid for us. But yet you have the audacity to say you want to take from us. Screw you and screw everybody like you. I am tired of bastards like this in the immigration enforcement movement. And the Tea Party movement that care more about your money than what you have to say. It has to stop, and these pricks deserve to be called about it every time, all the time, because that's all they care about. That's all they want. You are a mark. You are a number. You are a sheep to them. Don't let them fool you. Andy, welcome back. Hey, how you feel? Well, first may I say to everybody... Um, I'm sorry, I had a, you know, this is as grassroots and as as, as local as they come, buddy, because I had a slight meltdown with the kids. And uh, if you hear anything, that's my son. He's one, and he might be making his radio debut. But, well, you know, if that bridge comes, we'll, we'll cross it. So, <laughs> and coincidentally, for anyone who doesn't know me, the entire reason we do or I'm involved in everything that we do is because of them and trying to make a better place for these two little kids, my daughter and my son, because the road we're on is scary. The road we're on is dark for people, and it's going to get worse unless we can do something. And this is the only thing that we know how to do. So we're trying. Hey, hey man, that's all we can do, right? Yeah, so that's why I'm working, you know, 60, 70-some hours a week, you know, 
two jobs and, you know, supporting the kids and going out and the little free time that we have to go do this kind of stuff because somebody's got to do what needs to get done. And that's why another fine reason why we don't ask for any of your money because, frankly, we know we don't have any, so we'll go ask for yours. <laughs> but, Andy, guess what? Well, I just got a, another email that I'm checking on my phone here from Matt Kibbe of FreedomWorks about repealing Obamacare. And even though the Republicans that are taking control of the Congress would be the ones to actually put this in motion and try to repeal something before it's enacted, whatever. But even though they'll no, do no, it, no, 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 because you, you know what? Right off the bat, um, they said today the speaker, the new speaker, uh, 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 um, thank you, Yeah. said, you know, we're going to try to repeal Obamacare, but it's really just political theater because we know it won't get passed, you know, the other yeah. two branches, but we're going to make a statement. So they know they're not doing anything anyway, but, you know, all of a sudden FreedomWorks is going to take care of it. Okay, have a good time with that. Don't worry, FreedomWorks wants your money to do it. Don't you know? They want your money. Donate now so we help repeal Obamacare. Um, Don't worry. They already told us it's not getting repealed. So save your money. Don't donate. You know, like, damn. Do people get it? Do they see it? That's why... Apparently not, because people are stupid. That's why people donate to these things. Trust me. Guys, don't do it. All right? If I've learned anything, don't do it. Because they're just looking to make... They're they're as bad as the politicians that we keep bitching about to try to kick out. Yep. They're looking for your cash to make themselves better off. And they could give a damn what happens to anybody else as long as they get theirs. Exactly. You know, how many times have we been offered any type of breaks? How many times have we even been offered reduced airfare or anything to help cover our expenses? Not once. You know why? Because we made at our second rally. Remember this, Dan? I'm going to take you back in history here. <laughs> okay. Remember, remember our Scranton, Pennsylvania rally that we, we held about, what, a week and a half after our first one in June 3rd in 2007? Remember that? Yeah. Remember the lead up to that when the state Republican Party and all these special people told us that they like what we did, you know, bringing thousands of people out to Hazleton for this rally, that they like what we did, and, you know, we could go here and they can get us booked here and booked there, and they can get us on this circuit and this circuit, and we could do this and we could do that, and the world's, the sky's the limit. Everything's open to us. Remember that, Andy? They want to, to be. You know, to be yeah, like... Yeah, until we didn't live up to their vision and they decided to not know us anymore. So, yeah. nice fun, and, fun. <laughs> well, remember, I, I I know I said it at that rally when I told them and the media and the, and the opposition to go straight to hell. And remember how we fell from grace, but when when election season's around... Hey, we let can me go- say, you, you fell from grace. I didn't even get a chance to talk because for the people who don't know the end of that story... Um, no. When when I got up to speak, um, this is one of the things that we've learned in holding a successful rally. Here's Rally 101. Never tell them that it's the last speaker <laughs> of the show. Um, and we learned that in great uh, great magnitude that day because there was about uh, what about a hundred uh, people against our rally that were across the street. And, uh, you know, a few priests and whatnot saying God loves the illegal and we're all going to burn in hell and we're terrible people for, for holding a rally like this. 
So, and uh, our MC went up and said, hey, here's Andy, here's our last speaker of the, the day. And as soon as that happened, they, they rushed the stage. <laughs> well, the, the steps that we were on. Yeah, and the drunk I would die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's Rally 101. If you guys, any kids out there, want to learn about doing successful rallies, hey, never say, here's our last speaker. Because the opposition people are waiting till then to do something. So... <laughs> You're 100% right. So, there. Yeah, so that was all on you, actually. I didn't even get a chance to talk at that rally, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> well, you you seen afterwards, though, how everybody tried to distance themselves from us because we got oh, caught. Yeah, like you said, until election time showed up and then. Uh, old fundraiser. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fundraise. Go go hold an event. Go do this. Go do that. Go be our street team. Yeah, for yeah. us. For us. For us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Nah, not really. So. <laughs> You know, Although, if you're a good candidate that we like and that you actually stand for something and we appreciate that, then uh, we'll do something for you. Otherwise, kiss our ass. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to be that blunt because I'm tired of it. I mean, again, I talked before you were off, but look at somebody like Metcalf who goes around, doesn't ask for anything, but takes his own time out to go out there and be a part of stuff that he believes in. And has he ever asked us for anything? No. What he has done, he's included us in things. He's invited us to stand with him where everybody else wants to shy away and be afraid because we breed controversy. Yes. Yes, yes. ladies. And he's never asked us for a thing, and he's driven across the state to come speak at our events, and we appreciate him deeply for that. We, well, we appreciate anybody that will take the time. I mean, people have driven across the state from other states, you know, to speak at our events without asking for a dime. People have driven across the country to come to our events just yep. because they believed in the message, you know? Yep. So if there's a will, there's a way. If there's a whore, they're looking for your money. So that's Yeah, <laughs> that's to say the the very least. Yeah, I, it just blows my mind. But I, 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 don't know, I had to go off on a little bit of a tirade there because that's just what I do. And mm-hmm. you're left. Sometimes we're, it's not, but I love you. It's okay. <laughs> thank you. And uh, we're just we're just not, Oh, there he is. Making his debut. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you my son, my one-year-old son might be making his debut tonight, so hopefully he just does that. <laughs> That's all right. So there was three things we wanted to talk about, and uh, – this show is going to happen again and again and again. I'm not going to let us stop because. And when make... is when is our next show, Dan? Why don't you tell the people? I I don't I don't know. I uh, I think you didn't I, schedule our next show yet. Okay. <laughs> but I was kind of judging and waiting to see the response from everybody else. But I think so. Not to do overload because I don't want to give people you know too much of listening to us. I think maybe Monday night we'll do the next show, and we could do it tomorrow and Friday, but. Let let it sit in a little bit. Let it sink in. And I think next week we'll do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll we'll do a three year and see how that goes over. Just just for the sheer hell of it. You why know. Not? And sounds good. Again, I like I, thinking, Dan. That's why you're in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge of nothing. We share equal responsibility, <laughs> friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, there that have actually taken the time to to stick with us and listen to us. Again, I, I can't... We appreciate that deeply. And like I said, once again, I'm very sorry for jumping off uh, the show for a little bit. But, you know, 
As grassroots as they come, baby. <laughs> Right. That's what we do. That's how we roll. So I wanted to talk about what we talked about earlier when you were online, just because I, I put this posting from change.org, not a site that I frequent, please believe, but they had a petition to Barack Obama about, you know, basically disapproving of him giving the you know, the nod of approval to Michael Vick. And uh, I, this, you know, I got a lot of different responses on the America Rising site. I got to say, a lot of different people had different opinions. The overwhelming opinion was Michael Vick is a scumbag. But nevertheless, some people said that, oh, everybody deserves a second chance. Who are we to judge? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, amen, Cougar. I, I got to respond chat room real quick. She says, why not get pissed? We are being robbed and doing nothing about it. Damn straight. And that's something I can promise yeah. you. If, you. if you stick with us, follow this show, you're going to hear a lot of venting and a lot of pure anger and frustration because we're not watered down. We're not PC. We tell it like it is and damn, damn what people have to say about it because you know what? I'd like to think that what we say is how you feel and somebody deserves to be mentioning it publicly and somebody needs to be going off on it because there's not enough people doing it correctly. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Even- well, like, let's face facts here. All right, here's, here's here's my thing with Michael Vick. All right. Yeah. Is what he did terrible? Yes, absolutely. I'm a dog lover to the bone. You know, man's best friend. It was a horrible thing that he did, and he went to jail, and he did, well, whatever he did. But on the other side of it, all right, if people are dumb enough to pay him money, to play and to do his to do this job, then whatever. If he's playing or not, I'm like I don't really care. Uh, like I said, it's terrible what he did. Do they get let him out easy? Sure. You, Does you know, President Obama need to be, you know, calling and personally thanking the Eagles for picking him up? Absolutely not. And here's and here's my opinion. I know is that Mike Jacobson with us? Yes, it is. Hey, Mike, thank you for joining us. Stick with us one second. I'm going to finish up my little tirade here, okay? Uh, you got it. <laughs> here's here's my opinion, and I, I agree with Andy said as well, but here's all I know. Michael Vick, and uh, just to make sure it's loud and clear and everybody knows where I stand, may you rot in hell, you disgusting pig of a man. You are the lowest form of... I've ever seen, and if there was any justice in the world, it'd be I and we'd lock you in a cage with bears and lions and let you get ripped apart, and I would definitely tune in to see because sir, you are a disgusting disgrace of a human being, and you know what? I for an eye, baby. I for an eye. Okay, Mexico Burris is in jail longer than you for shooting himself in the leg, for Christ's sake. And this doesn't even come down to football. Mike, by the way, thanks for your bears doing nothing. Anyway, um, <laughs> my, my Giants, much anyway, they screwed themselves. But anyway, you know what? You have a man who shot himself, embarrassed himself, and is in jail. And then you have a scumbag, Mike Nick, who did his time. And now people feel sorry for him. And you know, give him a second chance. Screw your second chance, man. Screw you. Mike, you're on with me and Andy, and everybody knows Mike Jacobson. He is another member of Voice of the People, and he was involved in the 
planning and setting and the, all the good fun stuff of the Arizona rally, the the hell that went on behind the scenes. And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of the of the early events. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, real real quick. No disrespect to the Bears, by the way. I wasn't bashing. <laughs> I was just simply saying my Giants suck so much they had to count on somebody else winning and it didn't happen. So I yeah, think, I take responsibility. It's okay. You could be a Raider fan. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, my- I live in a dark world when eight and eight is the best season I've had in a decade. <laughs> That's okay, Mike. Speak up. Be heard. What do you got to say? Well, one of the questions I've had for you for a while is, and you probably already answered this to somebody at some point in time, but what's up with this DREAM Act? Why the hell is it that people seem to have, at least some people seem to have rallied around it? Something that's seemingly obvious to me is completely destructive to America, the economy, um, our voting segment. It makes absolutely no sense, and I don't understand how any sane person can actually support something like that. Hmm. Well, you know... The DREAM Act was, you know, another form of amnesty, obviously, and we know that it's going to return a different name, even though people want to say Republicans won't let that happen. Republicans tried for amnesty, too. All right, uh, let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah. DREAM Act is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, nevertheless, um, the DREAM Act, Democrats, or at least that margin of them, this is this is my, my opinion, Okay. And, uh, I don't know. If you give amnesty to illegal aliens, they're going to obviously say, well, who gave us this amnesty? President Barack Obama and the Democrats. So they become citizens, become registered Democrats, and it's a great way to pull this whole majority of individuals, 38 million plus, to now all of a sudden vote for the Democrats because they gave them amnesty. They well, like I said earlier, Dan, if if somebody would go up there and really go to the government and say, okay, what if we give them all amnesty, but we don't give them any rights to vote or do anything like that? And you watch how fast that government, like I said, you have John McCain and Harry Reid on horseback, just with big nets, rounding them all up and riding them back to Mexico. They wouldn't give a damn about them. Yeah. So uh, it's right. terrible. It's this horrible political game. <laughs> But, yeah. I, I tend to agree with that, but there's also all these funds that they were supposed they wanted to throw into them and all that things that, as the American American economy, we can't afford. And it just seems to me that not only were they stacking the cards in their favor, but they were also trashing our nation's economy in the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're 100 percent. And something that I want to give out there to everybody that is listening, because we we have a base. Um, I want to say, Mike, you come from. This is something that I enjoyed about where you come from politically. You're you're not a registered Republican either. And I again, you can better describe what you are, but you've always offered kind of a different, you know, a perspective of things. And I appreciate that. Even times when I was more on the fence, I have I've become jaded and cold now, don't worry. But um <laughs> In the beginning, Andy knows, Mike, you know, we've had arguments about things that, you know, we didn't agree on. But now I see things from a little bit different perspective. But nevertheless, you know, you're somebody that comes from a a completely different um, political persuasion, if you will. And you get it. We get it. You know, and I want to know, does anybody think that our economy – 
can possibly afford what's already being done. The bleeding and screwing and raping and tearing down of our structure, our system, our benefits, people that need the help can't get it because illegals are getting it. Their disability is the inability to speak English. That's considered a disability, especially in Pennsylvania. Otherwise, but you have like mothers and things like that, that they can't get food stamps. They can't get whatever because there's no room in the system for them. So, how anybody can think that it's a good idea to give these individuals something they don't deserve is beyond me. Bottom line, I'm going to say this real quick, and then you guys talk, but here's where I come from. This is my opinion, and this is it, okay? Illegals, all right? You're not an immigrant. You're an invader. You're a criminal, okay? Immigrants are those who want to be a part of the American dream and come here the correct way. God bless them for wanting to be an American citizen. To the illegals, seriously, screw you. Screw your bad country, your bad economy. If it's so bad there, why do you come here and try to emulate it and give us <clears throat> your former government that you escaped here in this country? That's beyond me. I don't feel sorry for you when you come to this country under the guise of night, in the back of a car, swimming a river, our northern borders, on the back of a boat. Whatever country you come from, you disrespect every immigrant that's come here from that country legally before you. You are a criminal, and as far as I'm concerned, landlords that rent them, business owners that hire them, shouldn't be fined. That's where I disagree with Lou Barletta. Finding them, that's not enough. Charge them. Charge them with a crime, because giving illegals, unknown individuals that have broken the law upon arrival, jobs, housing, rights that you are not affording or giving legal citizens. In my opinion, that should be seen as an act of treason in this nation. You deserve to be charged. Set a precedent. Grow some balls. Do the right thing and go after these bastards for violating the law from day one. You deserve nothing. You don't have my respect. You don't have my sympathy. Don't have me saying, well, you should be given a chance. Screw your chance. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. You chose the wrong way. It's time to stop rewarding them and calling them what they are. They're murderous, criminal, scum. And to say that, oh, every illegal isn't a criminal. Well, when you are upon arrival, I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. Bottom line. So, I'm done. You guys talk. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. All right, well, one of the things that I'd like to say is that, as I was saying with before, as far as not being able to afford it, I think the Congress pretty well knows that we can't afford it. Is it to me, or does it just seem like there's some sort of, I don't know, group insanity that they somehow think that by bankrupting our nation that they're going to further some sort of weird agenda or something? I mean, when you know something is going to break you, why even, I mean, how, what sane person can vote for it? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yep. That, that, that's where I'm coming from with this. I mean, we we can't give them $500 billion of money that we don't have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that was like a, a low estimated cost of it, but it's still a lot of money that we can't afford. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and for anyone to say, yeah, I'm in favor of this, just seems absolutely ridiculous. How can you vote for something that's going to break the back of every taxpaying American citizen in this country? I totally agree. Andy, what's your thought? No, I totally agree. Don't worry, though. We'll just borrow the money off of China. I mean, because yeah. we'll you know, keep borrowing because they completely own us. You know, if they're not that close enough already. 
But, uh, no, I have to agree with you completely. I mean, what sane person would vote for something like this? It's, I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. You know, you, we'll give you uh, amnesty if you join the military or go to college. I mean, especially the go-to-college part was kind of funny, too. I, I got a kick out of that. Because, yeah. you know, they have to decide of going to the military or, or, you know, going to college. Yeah. And then they can get state grants to go to college and everything else because, you know, they're disabled. And state grants that a lot of then, normal you know, citizens can't get. Yeah. yeah. So then let's let's take away that factor so there's more American citizens who can't go to college because they can't afford it. And uh, let's 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 look at that one, too. So that's another way, you know, more American citizens getting screwed. Um, so it's it's bizarre, and it just like it seems like every time this thing comes back, it just gets weirder and more horrible and stranger every time amnesty comes back. So I don't know, that's me. I have to agree with Mike completely on it. Yep. You, you know, you've seen Mike in Arizona. And with all the with all the threats and the crap that we got leading up to it, and everybody gonna kill us and all that, everything else, and Arizona's a bad state with bad people, and you know crime is this and that. It was a beautiful state, and people there. How many people did we meet? You know, come in contact with that are just regular, everyday people that know what it is to suffer and struggle through life, but magically they get it. Whereas the ones that go to school to learn how to get it, they don't. They don't get it. They ignore it. All right? There's a breakdown here. There's a breakdown of individuals in high places that think they can control and dictate and tell us what we need without ever giving one ounce of consideration to we, the American people. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Again, a state getting sued by the federal government for enforcing federal law is just still something that burns me. And do we hear anybody talking about it now? Do we hear anybody talking about it in the election? Even the Republicans. Well, it's just I mean, not an issue right now. Well, of course you not. Know, once it becomes popular again, you know, in a couple of months or something else happens, then, you know, then it's an issue of our time and the issue that needs to be taken care of until something else comes up because, you know, Let's face it, our government has ADD. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. And, you know, and Mike, we, we stated earlier, what are your thoughts on the Republican control of Congress? Do you do you think that, you know, magically stop and, you know, killing of innocents is going to cease to exist because the Republicans are in control? No, absolutely not. I, I actually expressed this when the election results came in. I was horribly disappointed that there was zero independent candidates that made office because when basically all you're having is a switch off between Democrats, Republicans, Democrats, Republicans. And everyone says, oh, we voted in the Democrats because we were sick of the Republicans. Well, we voted in the Republicans because we were sick of the Democrats. Does anyone else notice a, God, uh, a trend here? Sorry, I was about to curse, but I caught myself in time. But I mean, okay, you have <laughs> one group switching to the other, then switching back, then switching back. That is the definition mm-hmm. of insanity when you do the same thing and expect a different result until people get it through their heads that if you keep voting for one of those two you're going to get the same thing then nothing's going to happen we need a third option we need a third and a fourth option and people just do not want to grasp this 
I hear so many times, oh, I'd vote for an independent candidate, but I don't think they'll win. That is a stupid form of reasoning for a person not to vote for an independent <laughs> candidate. Everyone's vote counts. Even if your candidate does not win, at least you are voicing your support of that person, that person's policies, enough to say, I am not going to keep voting for the same constant crap that I'm getting every four years, and I'm getting nowhere. You're going to place your vote for somebody who you feel that could actually change something. Why keep voting for the same bunch of garbage? It's ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely agreed. It it is. It's insane that, you know, like I said, you would flip-flop and just keep doing it. I still say there should just be a none of the above. Yeah. You know, and at least with independent voters, they might not win the first time, but show them that people are out there, that they're using their heads and they're thinking. And... Then they, you know, don't give up, and it'll, you know, maybe it'll get there at some point. I mean, right now our country is so screwed anyway that, you know, it's true independent voters are not winning, but they can because more and more people are waking up, and they need to look farther than the two-party system. Yep. I mean, look at look at like Tom Tancredo. I mean, we we all know Tom Tancredo. There's a damn good mm-hmm. guy. He was running as a Republican. He would probably have won the election, but he decided to break from what the Republicans were saying because he didn't believe in it. Ran as an independent for governor in Colorado. Came damn close to winning, but again, uh, he's an independent, so we got to shy away from that. We can't have that. Hey, even Shalene Nindale didn't do too bad this time around. Shalene did great, well, considering. You know, and, and that's it. That that's what it's about. There's other options. I mean, hell, in Pennsylvania, look at. I mean, look at what we got. Look at what we got. You know, everybody wants to, to roll out the red carpet for Lou Barletta, the hero of the world, who put his city in debt, gave us nothing, appeased and apologized for his own ordinance that he you know, became a hero for that never got enacted, mind you, that nothing was ever right. done. All right? I'm not going to take this. But you did. You did. Yeah, right? yeah. No, nothing. You say nothing, but you won just because you weren't a Democrat. Look at Chris Carney's district, or the tenth congressional district. Dan Marino. You know Marino. Whatever his name is, I don't even know. No, you know, there's somebody who was a U.S. attorney that resigned before going to jail for being a criminal. You got to come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> See through it. See through the facade, the BS. There's more out there. Open your minds. Expand your train of thought and become damn vigilant. Take a stand for something. Take a stand for your morals, for your beliefs, and think to yourself, does this person know where I'm coming from? They were born into richness. You know, went to the best schools, lawyer, doctor, this and that. They are everything on a silver platter, and now they're running for office because they get us. They don't get us. They don't understand us. They don't give a damn about us, except for re-election time, except when they get money. Start finding and believing that there are alternatives out there, because until we do that, we are screwed, because the Republicans in control of the House are going to do the same damn thing the Democrats did. Amnesty earn, I guarantee you, another name, packaging, whatever, is going to come back. It's going to be shoved down our throats, but they're going to sell it to us a little bit softer and say, well, this is not that. Really, it's not. Please believe us. Hypocritical, scumbag, pathetic bastards. 
that's what are out there, and that's what it's our job to do, to find the ones that aren't that, to go out there and bring attention, to bring knowledge, to bring attendance and events to the fact that there's other issues in this country, there's other things pressing in this country, and it's about damn time we start addressing them, rather than picking out one or the other with big national Tea Party groups, or talking, they talk about fiscal responsibility but refuse to address the illegal alien invasion, that's a fiscal situation. It definitely is. Right? Mm -hmm. We have a choice. We have a forum. There's other ones out there that get it. And it's time for everybody to start coming together and believing that, because until we do, we're going to constantly and consistently keep getting That is all I have to say. So now, completely breaking is that it? Yeah. We we have four minutes remaining, so I'm going to take a quick vote. You guys in the line in the chat room here. Um, Monday night. You guys willing to do it again? Yay. What is this? Seven to nine again on Monday? Uh, maybe seven to nine, maybe eight to ten, somewhere in that range. Yeah, eight to ten works for sure. me because, unfortunately, I work on Monday night. So. Eight to mm. ten. Eight to ten good for you then, Mike? Yeah. Okay, Andy? Sure. I work yeah. every day of my life. Don't you worry, buddy. <laughs> I will work around it. Because so, it's too much fun to miss. <laughs> well, what I want to do now is I want to thank everybody that has put up with us for two hours. And everybody that, you know, and especially to Ivy for calling in. Thank you and God bless you for the people in the chat room. I thank you. Thank and you, God. Ivy, by the way. I'm sorry that I had to hang up during your call. If you're <laughs> listening, I apologize. <laughs> and, Mike, I want to hear – it'll be good to have you on longer as well because I know you have a lot to say. And I like. Oh yeah, believe me, I do. <laughs> and it's time. It's time for others to start hearing what you guys have to say. So that's why we'll adjust the time, make it more accessible for our West Coast listeners, and give you that time you need with your jobs and everything else. And we are going to return. So I ask you to join us Monday night. And I promise you, we're going to touch on more. But there's going to be a lot of genuine frustration because that's what we have to offer, and maybe some sense solutions because we're just everyday people that can see through the facade and the BS and maybe mm -hmm. you'll agree. But now we got that common sense which is more than anybody in our government's got so straight follow us where the way <laughs> and if you disagree with us call in and close anytime if you don't agree with us we want to hear from you if you do agree with us mm -hmm. we want from you we want to hear from you this Open forum for all of you out there. And there will be reminders on Facebook, America Rising on Facebook, Voice of the People USA on Facebook, Daniel Spriglio, Andrew, mm -hmm. Michael Jacobson, find us. So, guys, say goodbye. I'm going to end it with some audio. So, <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Take care, everybody. Hope to hear from you guys on Monday. Excellent. I thank you all. And hang on the line if you want to hear a good song. So, everybody, thank you much. And let's keep rolling. And we have a lot more to do. A lot more to do. Join with people of US Radio.
Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now buy any three cooler beverages and get 500 bonus Speedy Rewards points.